Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show comes in. If you are ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am back with Vicki Pace, the amazing, super fantastic director, yeah. <laughs> actor, so good with money, mm-hmm. Vicki Pace. That's me. <laughs> it is you. Yeah. <laughs> How has your future self been showing up? Confident and peaceful and trusting and happy and excited and grounded. I love it. And Mm -hmm. so what's awesome because of that? What are some of the awesome things that are going on? Life is just swimming along. And I don't say that just because I'm directing Little Mermaid right now, but (laughs) it, it truly feels like a flow and it's ebbing and flowing. Like when I say ebbing and flowing, it's not what I mean. It's flowing. It's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the specific awesomes or specific awesomes are that I just closed a big show that was a huge growing experience for me. And um, there's so much awesome. I like how much time we have. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, oh yeah, we're, we need to talk about the show. Yeah, right, right. We need to talk about that. And my kids show opened on Friday and they crushed it. It was so great. I'm so proud of them and it was so fulfilling. So those are the two big awesome. Oh, and I got cast in a ensemble. It's definitely something I manifested. I've been thinking to myself for a while that I want to be a part of an ensemble-based play that's a comedy and improv. And I just got cast in one. And not only that, but it is a, um, I don't think I'm cop- like copyright laws. It's something you'd say. love to do. It's something, yeah, that <laughs> feeds into my nerddom. So I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's in the same world as a certain boy wizard that I think I'm allowed to say that. Yeah. yeah. Yay. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. And congratulations. Oh, I didn't tell you. Hey, no. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. uh, yay. I love that because I love to celebrate here, but I also love when things become, we always celebrate and we love to celebrate and celebration is always going to create more. Mm-hmm. And there's magical space when it just becomes like, oh, so much good is happening and this is so awesome and it's so normal that I just kind of forgot. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's a hundred percent it. Like yeah. I, I went all into celebrating it so hard and there's so much m- more to celebrate. Not that there's better or bigger things, but there's so many things to celebrate. It just... Oh, <laughs> uh, and I, and and for those listening, like it becomes about like that's an amazing experience, but it's also kind of the equivalent to the stuff, yeah, which is like a natural. But it's like when your whole life is unfolding so beautifully, like you're just you're excited about that and this and and all these other things. And so the stuff, the things that you thought once would be like it, right? Because yeah. I can only imagine one point in your life you were like, if I got that, it'd be. Mm-hmm you know, it, it becomes like, it's just as important and just as cool, but it fits so into the big, amazing life that it's, it's not secondary, but that's kind of what I want to say. Like, yeah, it's so natural that it doesn't, and not that 
it doesn't feel like you need to celebrate it anymore because it's a part of your nature, but yeah. we do celebrate because that's our practice. <laughs> that is our practice. Yeah. And we're for sure going to celebrate on the next call you're on. <laughs> I know because I, re- I realized lo- seeing you, was that yesterday? Uh, two, two days ago. Two days yeah. Ago, I, I was leaving the building. I was like, oh, rats. I forgot to tell her about this. And I was like, oh, it's fine. We'll celebrate on Monday. So. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Oh, that's so perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I love that. Amazing. All right. So I want to, this is a good bridge because I want to talk about um, your big show and growing through Hunchback. And we've touched a little bit about that. And now it's, you just had the wrap up or the, mm-hmm. you know, the final night. And so what are your take, like, why did you say yes to this? Because it was inspiration. We had coaching where you could have said, no, I'm just going to turn down the the opportunity you were given in the show. Mm -hmm. But when we coached on it, you were like, no, it feels like what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, it it was uncomfortable a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and it was but there were so many great things that came from it. And there was a, a woman in the same role as me, um, well, like in the same group role as me, and she and I were going through the same thing. And she had a big life change, and I, and I grew so much through the show too. We had a really nice sort of touch base on it at the end, like, thank you for being there. And we had sort of the similar growth. And anyway, so your question was, uh, what did I learn from it? And why was yeah, I inspired? Why, why were you inspired? Like, what are the things that came? Why was it? A yes, even though it didn't feel necessarily good, but you knew it was the next step. It was very clear too. I remember like, I, it wasn't like a vision of closing party, but I saw myself seeing it through. So that to me was like, yes, this was inspired. I'm following through with it. Um, so the thing, some of the things I learned, I got to practice like for my performing side, I got to practice my uh, vocal technique and mm. uh, um, I did so much standing still during that show. I really got to practice my alignment and like keeping jaw loose, like very technical things as a singer. And I got to really revamp my um, craft as a vocalist. Mm. And I was inspired to take lessons from that music director and he amped up my tech uh, tech game, my um, technique game. He, t- he amped it up tenfold. So after that, and that was about halfway through the run. Mm-hmm. And then it just started getting easier and easier and more and more fun and layering my acting into it too. And so I learned a lot through about that. And also because the way I was positioned in the show, I had to, I was sort of sitting out towards the audience and looking at the stage the entire time. And so I got to see the show. Oh, we counted 54 times. Wow. Plus, plus all of the tech rehearsals. So at least 60 plus times. Um, but through that, through seeing the same exact thing over and over and over again, you see different things every single time. And it's, mm-hmm. it's almost a new show. It is a new show every time because it's live theater. So I learned a lot about acting, um, coaching as an act, like coaching other actors and directing. And it's kind of, not that there was like bad directing in this show, but I wouldn't direct it that way. And it was mm-hmm. fun to see it to for me to own I have a directing voice like I have my own style you know it wasn't it was like and then that helped me with my confidence with directing mermaid too Mm -hmm. because mermaid was happening at the same time and for me to be like this is I got used to knowing to recognizing the creative inspiration as a director like 
like writing something down in my script and then having the kids do it and be like, nope, that's not it. I know what it is. Ah, Hurry up. (laughs) Like just (laughs) having it overwhelm me with like, I know exactly what it is. This is so fun. Um, That's so Hunchback. I'm so grateful for Hunchback for like helping me hone and practice that muscle of trusting my creative um, inspirations and Mm -hmm. vision. Mm -hmm. Mm. And it really helped me uh, trust my other instincts, you know, like following through and staying in the show, even though it was so uncomfortable in the beginning, Mm -hmm. it really helped me um, through that. And it helped me with the log line thing that we talked about that was, was uh, pivotal. And I feel like it helped a lot of people in the group too, because they brought it up since then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, well, that's my log line, you know? Absolutely. Did we talk about the log line in an interview? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, because we talked about screenwriting and I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Um, And another great thing it it brought to me was, so with Mermaid, I had to, like, there were some uncomfortable things I had to do with, um, through the process, like, to be able to direct, I had to, like, take a weekend off of shows. And that whole process was a growing and learning experience and severely uncomfortable. (laughs) And now, like last night, it paid off. Yes. (laughs) And it all sort of was a huge aha for me that whole evening. And it's kind of complicated to go into why, how I figured it out, but really it comes down to, they realize that I'm like the caliber of children's theater, uh, employee I am capable of being slash Mm -hmm. am (laughs) like director, teacher, coach. I think this showed them that I'm a big fish at this point. Oh, another under the sea pun. Oh, (laughs) so (laughs) awesome. (laughs) So I think that that like brought me to the forefront of their radar and Mm -hmm. it's happens that they're going to be starting a children's theater um, branch of their next building company, whatever. And they, um, that woman approached me about it and I, that was so magical. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh. And it's great because it's, it's up in a new city, essentially. Like I have my children's theater outlets here in Denver, but moving up North, that's a whole new world. Um, yeah. Another Disney pun. (laughs) And (laughs) Um, so it's for that to just like fall into my lap without anything, like I have done nothing. I've just, yeah. Right. So cool. Yeah. I mean, you've done nothing and yet you've done so much. So you've, so you're moving to Fort Collins. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if that was official last, last interview or not, because it's kind of happened very fast. It did. Yeah. I don't think so. I think he was still interviewing for the position. I think so. Yeah. So you're moving to a new city Mm -hmm. um, and, and you find out like almost as soon as you, you guys put the con a little bit before you put the contract on the house, but after he got the job Mm -hmm. that they're opening this other theater in the city you're moving to. Yes. Yes. And Uh then last night you find out there's a children's theater with it. Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah. Imagine if you hadn't done the work or trusted 
I have to be there for hunchback. Like you wouldn't be in their face. You wouldn't and be in their face in a good way, but they wouldn't be seeing you. It wouldn't be, Mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't have had this amazing encounter where this woman knew exactly who you were. So future self, right? I love that because you, and, uh, I want to make sure we, we share this. You went through like, Oh, should I go introduce her? Which is sneakily a how, yeah. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I think you recognize that it was a how energy, like sometimes it is inspiration, but you were, you recognize that, Oh, I'm just trying to get in. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it, it was like a meeting last night and it, it, they did a Q and a sec like session. Mm-hmm. And when other people were asking questions that I, I sort of felt myself zoning out and going down that how rabbit hole and I could feel that energy of like, no, oh, that's, I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to finish out this meeting. And because it was closing night party, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to focus on getting closure from my castmates and, you know, hugs and loved working with yous, you know, that kind of thing. So I made that my priority and mm-hmm. she walked up to me and introduced herself and she asked me how mermaid was going. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even tell you about that. Okay. <laughs> Cause I, I even had in my mind, I was like, okay, what do I say? Hi, I'm Vicky. I don't know if you knew this, but blah, blah, blah. And I just I was like, that doesn't feel good. I don't want to. <laughs> Oh, so, yay. Yeah. And so you honored it and she mm-hmm. came to you, which is exactly how we, we want things to be attracted to us. Like yes. for our listeners, right. We want them to be, and and so you, this is a really great example of how you allowed that to happen, mm-hmm. right? Cause yeah. you're just trusted like, oh, if I don't talk to her tonight, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah. Right. And oh, yeah. yeah. Because, and it, I, I feel like su- when I found out they were opening this theater, like all of this came out of the woodwork on Monday, like a couple of days ago. So, um, uh, I just was like, oh, I bet this is why I went through all this hunchback stuff and, why all these people are being extra nice to me. And so when I was thinking about like, should I introduce myself? I was like, nah, it's going to work out. And I'd rather it just work out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I couldn't have done if I hadn't been putting in all this consistent work, especially Mm -hmm. recently. And like with you and these are big trust muscle things I've been exercising. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I want to come back while well, we're kind of talking about the house and the move. Mm-hmm. There was a question you asked a couple of weeks ago and it was like, is moving because this is a smaller town. It's further from a, a big city. It's, it's technically further from like New York. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, is this taking me away from my future self? Mm-hmm. And we and we worked through it, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on coaching and and what you've owned so far, and anything you want to share about that. Well, uh, I your advice, I believe at that time was your future self wouldn't present you with an opportunity if it wasn't meant for you. But that's not exactly what you said. It was something like that, and it. it um, I just started to feel like it was the path laid out for me. Mm-hmm. And it is very, it's a very visceral feeling of it's a, it's the correct path. And, mm-hmm. um, your, I think your advice was something like, um, you don't like, nobody knows what's going to happen, like how it's going to fall into your lap. Um, mm-hmm. but when it does, it's all going to work out perfectly. Like it could be you get a call from someone and they just want to fly you out to LA or wherever and and it's just going to 
slide into place perfectly. And I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm answering your question, but <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's a natural thing because it looks like you can see it on paper as, oh, this doesn't seem like the path to become an actor who generally works out of New York or LA, right? Mm -hmm. And your future self has a place in both New York and LA. Mm -hmm. And yet, what I said was probably something, um, it's that your future self wouldn't lay this out. Like your future self isn't going to let you take a path that doesn't get you. So if this comes up Mm -hmm. and it feels good, right? Mm -hmm. If it didn't feel like it was right, you could say no, Mm -hmm. and that would be okay too. And, and we would know it's not the thing, but because it feels right and exciting, mm-hmm. it's, it is your future self laying out the path. And there's no way to know how it's all going to happen, right? You could have said, oh no, I should definitely just pick up and move to New York. And it's not inspired and doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And it turns into kind of a disaster. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But because <laughs> that was part of the, what I said. I was like, I feel like if I'm moving up to Fort Collins, I need to just say, screw it. I'm going to move to New York city. Like, yeah. just let me go for it. And, but you're right. It wouldn't have felt good. It would have been very pushed, like forced. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you're right. It would have ended in disaster. Yeah. And because you said like this and you follow what feels good. I mean, there's so much of your future self. We've talked about it. Like now you have a house instead of a condo, which is mm-hmm. in your script. You yeah. get to have, um, a, the dog that you wanted, right? You get to adopt a pit bull. You get to, which we're going to talk a little bit more about. You get to, um, you get to be, I mean, clearly there was something, there was a theater, right? That's even closer (laughs) and is going to have new direction and might be more of the feel for you. And it has kids, which your future self is doing kids work, Yeah, you know, working with children and acting and teaching them. And so, Mm -hmm. so much about your future self, you get to be in here. Mm -hmm. And that's really what our, our future self, when they lay out the path, it's to get us the experiences as quick as possible. Yeah. And, and once all of the other pieces come together, it can't help but the big acting job or the right. big role come because everything else is true. And so at that point, it has to happen. Right. It's just n- not numbers, but it's just like more facts falling into place. Yeah. And I think that's what did it for me was when you said this is your future self providing the opportunity to practice day in and day out being your future self and Mm -hmm. living that life. And I don't know if I told you, one of my scripts is hosting uh, Christmas and um, the new house has a dining room. I was like, oh my God, I can host like Thanksgiving and Christmas. And oh, I'm so excited. I've already started spreading the word. Like my friends at the theater who are, um, don't have family in state. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Next year, keep put it on your calendar. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, so much of your script is in this move and it's mm-hmm. so awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So we talked about your new dog. You want to share like the evidence of sitting next to the, a woman at a party of another Enchanted Circle a member's birthday party and just ending up at the table. And yeah, just tell that story because it's super fun. Yeah. So I was, um, and actually I didn't tell you that the women who were there, they had gone by the time you arrived, but um, mm-hmm. the women sitting on my other side lived in Fort Collins. So I got to, so I was talking, yeah, of course. <laughs> so I was telling them all about like where it is and they knew the neighborhood and they loved it. And they're like, oh, it's, anyway, they were just gushing over it. And through talking to them about that, 
because Annie was next to me. She was like, these ladies live in Fort Collins. And that's <laughs> opened up that conversation. <laughs> and then um, this woman across the table overheard it. And I said something about like, uh, really wanting a dog. And that was a big part of moving to a house for us was to get a dog. And I think I just said, and we're going to rescue a pit bull. And the woman across from us was like, what? Yay. Good for you. <laughs> she was like, I just rescued a pit bull just a couple weeks ago. And he's just a dream come true. And he's so kind and he loves people and kids and he's so good with other dogs and had an adorable name. And she, um, pulled up his picture and showed me, and it's exactly the color and shape of Pitbull that I want. So <laughs> it was just such amazing evidence. And it was so cute to be like, uh, Cassie's coming soon. And I'm definitely going to have you show her pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like first thing. And it was yeah. so awesome. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I was like, this is Cassie. And will you show her the dog, please? <laughs> <laughs> It was so fun. And then to just like hear, and then she just went on and on about stories of like her knitting club and having the dog like was so, is always so peaceful and will just like Aww. sit next to anyone. She's like, normally I'll start with me and then I'll warm up to everyone and go sit like right next to them and keep their feet warm. And she just had all these really great, adorable stories about this loving pit bull that I'm going to have stories just like that. Yes, you are. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I know. I can't wait. Oh, and I never, it's reminding me, I never posted a picture, but last weekend I was at a, like a little kid's football game, the championship, and someone had a pit bull that looked like just like yours. And he's hanging around with all these other dogs and at the kid's game. And yeah. And he was probably having so much fun. Yes. It was just such a little goofball. I can just picture it. Oh. <laughs> So fun. Oh, so excited. Mm -hmm. um, I love it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about directing an LOA just because I want to, like, I think that's such a fun experience that you've had. Ooh. And then I want to talk about the re, like how you've rewritten the story and even the title of Tech Week. Mm -hmm. So all you actors in out there, mm -hmm. listen up because this is valuable information. I loved reading this. Yeah. Um. So it, it was I think, and I, I think I've, we've talked about this on interviews before, how being a director in a larger production like this is, is fun LOA practice because you come in and have a couple production meetings before you even meet kids, before you even cast the show. And you say, Hey, this is my concept. I want to do a recycled show where all of the set pieces are made from recycled materials. And, and then you just let it go. Like my job is to direct the kids, not to build Ugh. the set or design the set or design lighting or design the costumes or build the costumes for that matter. So I just like, let it, you have to let it go because it's not in your job description. Mm -hmm. So I, and then I just focused on directing the kids and having fun with them and, um, allowing myself to be a beacon of creative inspiration <laughs> and um, letting that flow through. And then um, for uh, opening night, I, I suppose it was, a, it was a, probably a little bit before, but opening night, it really hit me looking at the stage, seeing the kids dance in those amazing costumes and seeing the growth they went through and then seeing my vision just on stage in real life, in real time, was like, I didn't have to do any of this. I just told them what I wanted in it and it showed up. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so that was, it's like a fun parallel metaphor to LOA and manifesting just so like that extreme trust. And it's not even trust. It's like fact it's coming. So I just, I'm going to focus on my thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, which is just so good for LOA. Cause it's like, it's going to happen. I just have to do me. I just got to stay in my lane and do what I'm supposed to be doing. And everything else is coming together. Mm-hmm. And it, oh. it's like, I, I don't need constant updates on it. Just show me when you're done or like you need my input and move on. <laughs> Yes. So great. So the tech week story for non-theater people, tech week is when, um, sometimes it's not a week, sometimes it's five days, sometimes it's 10 days, just depends on the company. But that's when you like layer in all the costumes, all the makeup, wigs, prop pieces, set pieces are either done or being built like in the middle of it and lighting and sound and like, it may not sound like a lot to non-theater people, but I, I'm like thinking of our tech week and it's a lot. And especially for children, yeah. it's a lot of input for their brains, even teenagers. It's, it's can be overwhelming and for adults too, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the kind of the code word or the catchphrase for tech week in most theater people, people's world is hell week is what they call it. And I have never felt okay calling it that. So in the past, I would I'd just call it Tech Week because I just was like, oh, it's not my thing. I'm not going to call it Hell Week, especially work, working with kids. Like, you don't want to put right. that label on it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and also the word hell sometimes isn't great for like families don't appreciate <laughs> right? saying hell to us. So, <laughs> so I just always called it Tech Week. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I started telling people like, I love Tech Week because that's when the magic happens. That's when like, you know, you used to do the scene in a blank room ta- singing at a wall and now you're in the theater and now you have set pieces to climb on and you're looking into the lights. Like that's for me when the magic happens, when things just like fall into place, like kerplunk into place for you and for everyone. And to me, that's magic. So I was like, I'm just going to call it magic week. And I've just been calling it magic week ever since. And it it always is. So. Uh, of course it is because yeah. that's the story you're telling. Yeah, it is. And I'm excited to do, to start this next show and practice more of magic week there too. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I love it. Which it actually went, your magic week went really well. I don't know if we talked about it or not, but in Hunchback too, weren't you like getting off early and oh yeah, ha- yeah like having extra time because it, it was going so well, right? Yeah. It was, it was fully magic. And especially for the role I was playing in that, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I wasn't on stage a lot. So it wasn't like, it was me purely watching the magic happen. So it was really cool in that aspect too. (laughs) That's so awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, so a couple of, well, it was actually 62 days ago, you, we were on a call and you just said, um, you know, can I just give myself an assignment to script for 20 minutes for the next 30 days? And I said, of course, and just post it here. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so let's talk a little bit about that. Like you don't, do you remember why you gave yourself that assignment? Not really. Um, I mean, it was a little bit like, I just wasn't feeling resistance around the assignments I was mm-hmm. on. And, um, I, I think that day I was going to ask for coaching on it. Mm-hmm. Then someone else on the call, your sort of coaching to them was like, you need to be scripting consistently and really like rededicate yourself to this 
work and to your future self. And it all, I just was like, you know, I, I just was inspired. It was inspiration. Like sometimes that's what inspiration is. You're just like, oh, I think I want to do this. Can I, yeah, is this something, is this Cassie approved? <laughs> <laughs> right. And it, and it's so interesting because sometimes it would not be Cassie right. approved, be, yeah. but the, you could feel the inspiration like, mm-hmm. Hey, is this cool? It wasn't about making something happen. It was, or like trying to figure it out. It was just about this feels like the commitment I need to make. Yeah. Yeah. And now which that, now that I'm 62 days in the work, then the phrase 90 days keeps floating up yes. to the surface for me. So that's, <laughs> I think what's happening. <laughs> uh, I love it. And yeah. I love it because, because it was inspired. It wasn't like, oh, you should do this for 90 days, which might've felt hard. Right. It, yeah, it would have. But saying like just the inspiration made it like, okay, 30 days. And then you just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Because at that point it was, it was so habitual. I just was like, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I love it. And yeah. it totally makes sense. We were talking a little bit before we started recording, why just committing to 20 minutes during the last 62 days has been amazing because, um, some assignments take a little bit more. Some of them take a little, um, they take some planning mm-hmm. and what you really needed was just that consistent, like, let me just script, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And it was, like I said earlier, it, it, it's been very grounding mm-hmm. and anchoring of my future self just with so much um, movement in my life, you know, mm-hmm. with all these different schedules happening and, and the move, you know, it, there, it feels like a lot of movement. So it's really great to have this rock solid commitment and experience. And it's gotten to a point where I look forward to it. And a part of it is the dogs in my yes. that I just like, Oh, I'm going to go. It's, it sounds bonkers, but it's like, I want to go see my dogs. So I'm going to script. <laughs> it's so true though. Like yeah. that is where the magic is, is that, that, um, I have to make it happen starts to go away when you get to experience it every day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's, I'm really grateful for this experience and uh, and a part of me was like, you know, when I hit 30 days, I should do a two hour session. And I just was like, meh, and it just kept going. And, <laughs> I, and it, that felt kind of like the how. So I just, it's like, I'll just keep scripting. Something cool will come up for me or, and then another part of me was like, I'll just keep scripting till the next workshop. So uh-huh. yeah, it's on my mind. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. So did it feel like it was just an absolute and the commitment was easy from that point? Or does it feel like it, you had to, I don't know, not make yourself, but you had to be conscious of like, I am doing this every day in the beginning. Um, in the beginning from, it was mostly one day a week on my big days. Mm -hmm. Like I had rehearsal at 9am and two shows after that. And sometimes I'd serve, like, it just was Mm -hmm. my 13 hour day and I I loved it. And I, it was always fine, but it with scripting, I'd have to wake up an extra half an hour early. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I ever talked to you about this, but through that, those, just those Saturdays, uh-huh. I rewrote my sleep story as well. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, when did you write that to me? Um, it, it that, um, well, it, it was, it was Jeff really. He was like, you know, scientifically you really only need to get into REM like once or twice. And I, someone had given me a story in like eighth grade about sleep. Like you need right. eight hours consistently. If you wake up, it's all 
on yeah. shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it made, so they're like, you can't just like go back to sleep. I, and I don't know who told me this. And right. so I told him about that. And he was like, you know, none of that is based in fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and just through that, he, we, I learned, I did a tiny bit of research and I was like, oh, okay, that's great. I totally get six hours of sleep done. <laughs> Amazing. And just by rewriting that, I started having more energy in the day and falling asleep easier and sleeping longer or harder, I guess, like yeah. better quality. So that was, yeah. So that was something else that came from scripting. Yay. <laughs> Yay. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, and then, all right, let's make sure we talk about and we update because you are so good with money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell us how good with money you are and how that is attracting more money. Well, I guess some concrete like facts I can give you is the first, it may have been the first month I was like, I started getting super, super clear. Mm-hmm. I think I had made it was $93 over yep. like budget. Like I had manifested $93 extra. Uh-huh. And so, and then I think it was October. I was looking back and, and like c- balancing the checkbook, if you will. And, um, I'd gotten some coaching around it and you were like, well, get clear on how much it is. And then let's talk. And I think that's what you said. Yeah. And I just was inspired. Like you went on to someone else's question. I was inspired mm-hmm. to look at it and I, oh my God. <laughs> Cause I was like, I think I manifested like twice the amount this month and I went and looked and it was, oh, I wish I had the exact number, but it was $523 as opposed to 93 the month right? before. <laughs> five times, more than five times more. Yeah. And that was like, it's just, was like, it's so great. Like yeah. with this exponential growth anything's possible. (laughs) It is. Anything is possible because really what you did, and I want to make this clear for listeners, you didn't go set the intention to manifest a bunch more money. Mm -hmm. You've been consciously upgrading your money story and it is good. Like more and more money is coming. And then we added in like, okay, these are the things of being good with money. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is the story I want. And I always have more than enough money and just being conscious, which means for you is tracking your money in yeah. this instance, right. Mm-hmm. Is tracking it and being aware like, okay, because your income isn't set, it's not mm-hmm. like go to a job, get a paycheck every two weeks. Right. right. It fluctuates a little and it, because you get tips and you're so good at that, you have mm-hmm. all this opportunity to attract more money. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's been about tracking and the more you track, the more money shows up, which I think most people are afraid when I start tracking my money, um, Mm -hmm. or I have a budget, I'm going to be restricted and it's going to feel like I don't have any money. Mm -hmm. Is that all true for you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But (laughs) did you? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not anymore. Obviously it's, um, I have the budgets written out and I've gone over a couple times, but mm-hmm. each time it's been nice to see the budget and check in with myself. Is this an old story or is this inspired right now? It's like, oh, and like, and I, I because I'm so clear with money yeah. and my feelings around them that I'm able to discern, you know, each one. And I don't think I told you this, but um, for the show, they needed me to pick up some expensive stage makeup for the kids. And it popped into my head, what if I don't have enough money? And it was immediately like, (laughs) (laughs) 
get out of here. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like, I, I glanced at my bank account just to check and it was like, uh-huh. it was way more like, <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, I was able to, I think with the makeup and like all the little it was like paper cups and stuff I needed to get for the kids. And yeah, it was, it was probably like 200 bucks and I was mm-hmm. able to do it. No sweat. And it's amazing. Like I would not have been able to do that six months ago. So yay. No, <laughs> and yeah, like it's all going to get reimbursed, but you right. know, it, six it's, months ago, you know, not the yeah. same story. It would have been an awkward conversation, right? Yeah. <laughs> so happy I'm not that person I'm happy I'm this person oh, now me too it's yeah. so fun mm-hmm. and it's such a it's just a process mm-hmm. like it's just becoming conscious and writing that new story and making changes and handling the things that as they come up right mm-hmm. as a new thing or as a misstep with money happens or whatever or something happens with it it's just continuing to grow instead of to step back into the old story yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. It is. yeah. And it's been hard in moments. Like there have been moments where it's felt, I'm going to say painful instead of hard. Yeah. Like, because I think that's more accurate. It's hard it, because it's painful, right. but it's felt painful. But when you look mm-hmm. back on it, like, does it feel like it was super painful or does it feel like that was just a moment and it, and I grew through it? Yeah. Just a moment. A fleeting passing moment, mosquito bite. <laughs> Yay, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And I asked that because I wanted for people to know listening that, like, yeah, it can be painful, it can be feel hard, and it's totally possible. Like, you can become mm-hmm. somebody different six months from now, and three months from now, and six years from now, you're gonna have so much money, and you're gonna know it's gonna, you're gonna be so good with it. Like, because now like, you know, the universe gives us more when we handle it really well. Mm-hmm. And so this is just like more and more money is going to keep like, I'm not surprised it increased by 500% because yeah. you're that much better with money than you were the uh-huh. month before. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. It's so great. I love yeah. it. It's awesome. So I wanted, if you're willing, I would love to like share the $4 story because it's oh, yeah. so good just in how we get caught in our brains and yeah. Um, well, I had asked you, I was like the end of October, I had just fallen off the wagon a tiny bit with tracking mm-hmm. and it wasn't a huge amount. It was just like, I, I had a couple of receipts. I, you know, I knew I wouldn't have time to put it in my app. So I was like, let me just hang on to these receipts and put it later. And I did that. And for some reason it like, I was trying to balance my checkbook and it wasn't, it was not matching up. And it was, it got me really, I was really uncomfortable. And I wait, I think the next day was coaching call and I Mm -hmm. brought it up and I was like, I just can't. And I went on and on about how I was like, I balanced it. Like I looked at my bank account and I've looked, I've been like side by side matching and it's just not balancing. And we, it was like a 10 minute coaching (laughs) session that we had. And for some reason I just was like, and yeah, it's just these $4. I can't figure out where they are. And every, I can see all the faces on the call were like, Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Because yeah. you had all these stories that made like, even I was like, she's off like three, $400. Like in yeah. my mind, I'm like, she must be off hundreds of dollars. Like, <laughs> okay, we can do this. Like right. we're going to, you know, it's just learning. Yeah. And because there were a lot of stories about like, but I have to be able to manage the app. I have to, people who are good with money do this, this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And when you're like, it's like $4, we're all like, oh, I'm like, forget everything I said and just get <laughs> back on track. <laughs> right. Yeah. You were like, okay, move on. It's right. all right. <laughs> and it wasn't that like, you weren't mean about it or anything, yeah. but it was definitely like a, this is okay. You can, right. you can embrace that and move forward and learn from it. And that was like, okay. Because in my, yeah, I just had all these stories about like every, every penny counts and it does, but it does. Yeah. It, it, it does. I just, I don't, I don't know. It was like, I appreciate the lesson. I'm going to move forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was so, and again, it's just those, it it wasn't, it was, it was old story, but it was like the shifting of the old story, right? Because you were making this, I couldn't match up the $4 mean like I can't handle an app and that means I can't handle money. Right. Right. And Mm -hmm. even though it wasn't that dramatic because it was definitely less than in the past Mm -hmm. or less intense, like dramatic's not the right word, intense, but it was still like that. It was just working through that last layer of that story that I can't be good with money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when it was the $4, yeah, it was a total humor, like bust that right open. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. This is so funny. Yeah. And yet it feels so real in it. And especially when you were, because the thing was, I want to be good at this. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was, and there was just, you were just looking at the information wrong. Like, you know, like this means I'm not good at this. No, this means I'm pretty dang good at it. Mm It's just like, I missed one Starbucks. Right. Like, you know, and because considering the amount of cash that comes to me, yeah, $4 is going to happen sometimes. So, yeah, you know, so, and you know, I took it as a four, four more dollars is going to show up somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is awesome. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, how does it feel to be so good with money? It feels so peaceful and exciting because it just feels like everything's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Yeah. I love it. Do mm-hmm. uh, you have any final things you want to share? Anything on your heart? Stories that you're like, oh, I definitely want to tell this or anything as we wrap up today? No, if you uh, have a dog, give them, give the dog some love for me. How about that? Yay. I love yeah. that. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to go pet my dog as soon as we get done. Oh, yeah, stop it. I, I love know. that. <laughs> definitely going to go watch some dog whisperer now. Yes. Oh, that's I'm amazing. also good with dogs. That's right. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm, you're amazing with dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, I love it. So tell people how they can follow your fabulous life and see what you're up to. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and my handle is at Vicky, not Vicky. It's spelled V-I-C-K-I-N-O-T-V-I-C-K-Y, all one word. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here for this interview, Vicki, and sharing this so powerful moment in your journey with us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Cassie, for having me. Of course, my pleasure. And thank you all for listening and make sure to come back and check out Vicky's next interview. Thank you for joining us on the Law of Attraction Manifesting Success Stories show. To learn more about enrolling in the Enchanted Circle, go to cassieparks.com.